<laughs> it was it was something. Um, yeah, I, I felt fine the first jab. The second, that's when I started to feel a little strange. I was I, I had had a coffee. I had the day off from work. I had a coffee and I was playing video games with my wife. Um, we were we were killing some baddies, <laughs> and I fell asleep while drinking coffee while playing video games. <laughs> All right. So my body was definitely working overtime, like trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. So <laughs> I, the second one's a bitch. That's I've tried to give yourself as much stimuli as possible, and it just still it was not <laughs> it didn't work. I was just like, all right, Hyrule Warriors, cool. I'm I'm gone, guys. <laughs> Roughly twenty-four to ninety-two hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. This is Stab, the show that makes you question at least one of your core beliefs per episode. Let's meet tonight's panelists. Our first panelist is a kitty pool full of kittens wished into human form by all the power of an 18th century orphanage. It's a wonderful writer and performer. It's Chris Miller. Our second panelist is going to shovel your driveway, whether you want him to or not, Gail. He's a member of the Midnight Gardeners. It's Max Wolfson. And our third panelist just might be the lunatic you're looking for. He's a hilarious comic and stab show favorite. It's Jordan Gannon. And I'm your host, Jesse Jones. Do not operate heavy machinery after enjoying Jesse Jones. Welcome, everyone, to The Stab Show. We would have started earlier, but we didn't want you to miss a second. Let's meet tonight's panelists. Max, hey there. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, uh, thank you for jumping on a, a little late notice. About a, about a, you got about a day still, maybe, sort of, technically uh filling in for other stab show favorite Alyssa Cowan and uh and DC friend and you you um let's see so you've you've appeared in Rankinator like last week have you uh in any form uh solo or midnight gardeners shown up in the the summer camp show i can't remember oh yeah yeah it's cuz we used to do it out here in DC at yeah. some point um and so i've done it remotely and and out here in dive bars and Proud to say that I've done some of the weirdest, dumbest shows that I could ever think of with Alyssa. So, uh, well, really a perfect platform for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we enjoy all of Alyssa's weird dumbness. Uh, <laughs> always so much fun. I didn't get the rest of your intro. You're, uh, you're also working on or have uh, recorded an album insulting all 50 states that's on Spotify. Yes. Technically, it's two albums because Spotify only lets you put 30 uh, tracks oh, in an album. Sure. So it's 25 and 25. But if you all look right. up Max Wilson and Salts All 50 States, uh, <laughs> my friend Andrew Hall and I, um, imp he created songs and I improvised lyrics about how all 50 states are bad. So whatever state you're from, there are 49 other songs that you can enjoy. And um, we're also, the two of us also have a, a rap group of fake billionaires called Offshore Futures. So if you're looking for dumb music, it's out there. Nice. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can just, you can give yourself credit for a double album then. Uh, <laughs> it's my blonde on blonde. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, Max. We're so happy to have you here. Uh, looking forward to what you done brought um next oh it's a it's a face we we done ain't seen in a good long bit 
<laughs> it's Chris Miller. Hey there, buddy. Hey. Hey. As soon as you use the description kittens, I was like, yeah, oh, that's me. I yeah, know. That's, I, I know. Jesse and I's relationship is very specific, very unsettling and very specific. Still had, um, to, <laughs> still had to include it. Uh, but with the goatee, now it's tough kittens. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> Became uh, a man during the pandemic. It's yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah, Chris, we haven't seen you in a bit because you and uh, you and Steph done run down to Los Angeles a little while ago. How long ago was that, anyway? It will be eight years in June. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, we've been here for a bit. Yeah, and Our you know, whole life and shit. <laughs> yeah, like all of uh, all of our other friends that uh, are down in LA now, uh, it's a great time to be there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. There's so much nightlife and, uh, you know, exciting things. Um, all of our landmarks, including the uh, the Dome, which is a very famous uh, theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, is being sold yeah. and shutting down. So, saw yeah, it. just so much fun to be had, really. <laughs> yeah, just, out. just saw that a couple days ago. Cinerama is <laughs> going to be, I mean, I'm sure down there, uh, all the all the movie types, somebody's going to adopt it like, uh, like Tarantino did the... Uh, the Regency. Uh, yeah, so. he's got the the new Beverly, the Vista. He'll probably snatch it up too. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he needs uh, <laughs> just shots in in more uh, Tarantino films. I mean, like I think Cinerama appears in uh, in the uh, Once Upon a Time in in uh, Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. So so can't let that go. Uh, or just get as, get as many shots as it can before it goes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's good to see you. You've been I, I, other otherwise, uh, aside from not being able to do anything for like you know the last thirteen, fourteen months. Uh, <laughs> the previous uh, six and a half years treat, treating you guys pretty well down there. Yeah, everything else has been you know it's been it's been interesting. You realize the uh, the gigs you get down here have been fascinating like uh i think my my biggest highlight is i i played a prank on one of the kardashians on the show um um, but the funniest part of that is when people said they've seen me on the show they always say they're doing something else like no one wants to admit to watching the kardashians the the story is always like oh i was doing laundry Mm -hmm. and i happened to catch you on the kardashians like everyone someone's watching the kardashians someone has to watch the kardashians for the kardashians to continue so um that was that was fun yeah it it would be weird for a show to have lasted so long just in the background of so many homes yeah right (laughs) (laughs) the metrics don't uh don't take into account uh laundry though so i don't know (laughs) it's on if it's on it's on all right well (laughs) glad to have you chris uh welcome back or welcome uh but welcome back to uh jordan gannon Bringing you back again with the uh, the jaunty camera angle of the '60s Batman villain lair. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, this is what this is what happens here, where I live. You never know. You never know how it's gonna go. So that's what we get. <laughs> Jordan continuing to live in this weird shady world of vagary for this entire episode <laughs> no specifics from jordan gannon can't know that's that's about it that's about it well then i i hesitate to ask uh 
how you're doing or what you've been up to because it just doesn't feel like you're uh, you're legally it's not allowed. Been that good. It's not been that good. Oh, no. It's been a pretty difficult time. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing great. But yeah. I mean, my investments are doing great. You know, my my properties and, all, you know, but uh, personally, it's been a difficult time. Yeah. So it's fair. Just, yeah. You know, my dog. And, oh, you know, my dog. <laughs> yeah, not this guy. No. I, yeah. This okay. guy, he's a kind of a reminder, but my dog, he's, he's overweight and it's just, it's been a, it's been a battle. So, you know, whatever. I, I don't want to put a reminder that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there he is. He's got a problem. This guy's a drinking problem. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Uh, all right. Oh, so, you know, but thank you for asking. You know, how have you been, Jesse? It's been a long time. We haven't seen you. We had long, long low since low. We have hugged. <laughs> it has. It has been very long, very long low. Um, <laughs> I'm doing fine, Jordan. You know what? Um, you can you can keep the vagaries. You just make me sad. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, we love you, Jordan. We're happy to have you back. Uh, all of that, and let's oh, let's make sure I'm in where I need to be, and let's get into the program proper. Yes, yes, it does generally take us 20 minutes. How about you just settle down? All right, starting with segment one, because that's how uh, numerals work. You can argue zero, but we'll have to fight. Uh, it's reorganization. <laughs> Please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Who or what might it now represent? I'm not perfect. I know. I know. The public persona I present is one of infallible, near-godlike, got-it-togetherness. But it's true. Even someone like me has flaws. The most obvious, some could say, would be the frequency with which I manage to keep up with editing and releasing episodes of this very program. I try, y'all. But as you can see... There are several episodes, <laughs> including Jordan's most recent one, I just realized. Uh, nobody would know Jordan's back, um, <laughs> because his, his episode <laughs> from two months ago still isn't... Um, <laughs> so, so, as you can see, there are several episodes that are N-O-Y, or not online yet. But enough about my one single solitary flaw. How about we discover together what else N-O-Y might stand for or represent to you. Let's see, I'm shaking the lineup up just because. Just cause. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. Let's hear your N-O-Y. All right. Life beats down and crushes our souls. So much so that sometimes it starts to squash that small child within. But it's still there, right? Right? For most of us, it is. All it takes is a short nostalgia trip or interacting with a playful child. Silly voices, sure. <laughs> Goofy faces, we're there. But for some, they were never fun. They came out of the womb, complete curmudgeons. You know the types. They are known as the NOYs or the never once young. It's a shame, really, to never be youthful. <laughs> as kids, they never wanted to get dirty always had their math homework complete and cared what the teacher and other administrative bodies uh, thought. The slime on Nickelodeon programs particularly upset them. 
Now they're your bosses, your kid's principal, or the producer of soulless money-grubbing blockbusters we see hurled at us every year. <laughs> the never once youngs focus on productivity, money, and despise silliness. <laughs> hey, NOIs, why don't you take an improv class or play a freaking video game? Waste an hour or two on Instagram, and then we'll talk about how much you hated all of it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Oh, that was that's uh, I'm going to I'm going to breeze past that pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. That was for me. Uh, was I mean, was good. I feel yeah. seen. Yeah. If <laughs> if I received an assignment, isn't it incumbent upon me to complete it in a timely manner? Uh, <laughs> Authority figures just make rules because we need rules to be made. <laughs> You just want anarchy. Structure keeps everything in line. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I didn't think this would be the most, uh, you know, consequential piece I've written today. This is exciting. Yeah. I, uh, Very political piece of arguably poetry. <laughs> we just like to dig in. We we fight every fight here, Chris. Uh, <laughs> it was exquisite. No, no hill is too small to die on. Um, <laughs> Mags, let's hear your NOI. Yeah, it's coming from a much an angrier place, and I think that will be conveyed. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, I, I really liked the the artistic way that Chris concealed concealed what NOI stood for, and I'm not going to do that for mine. <laughs> for me, this is, NOI, it's about nerds on yachts, as in, it seems like there's a lot of people in polo shirts around the marina today. It must be an NOI situation. And who isn't tired of these yuppie assholes at your favorite watering hole or water access area, right? Because the rich think that they deserve water. That's why Nestle is trying to buy it all up because they're, they just want to buy it all up and they'll have it. We can't let that happen. That's very NOI behavior. And what is a yacht, if not a magnet to tell you who is a douchebag? Because as soon as you become rich, you can spend your money infinite numbers of ways. And if it's on a yacht, you are a piece of shit. Just as that's a fact. Uh, NOI or NOI is like soy. It's something that you can see at Whole Foods and that you're going to wish that you had never seen at all. And like Whole Foods, it's spreading constantly all around us. In DC, I'm baffled. They redid an entire part of the city as the wharf. And it was during the Trump administration, like the place that they all lived. So they just lived above their boats, which is like a metaphor for being a Republican. So <laughs> nerds on yachts, don't be one. Don't be a nerd, don't be on a yacht. And if you don't want to be a nerd, don't be on a yacht. All right. That's very, uh, I mean, don't we all want to have a boat though? I mean, is it, I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I do have a stand-up joke about how I want to die crashing a yacht into another yacht to Ooh. prove how I'm rich. So, you know, sure. people are complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think uh, in in that scenario, uh, to really show just how well off you are, you you sort of have to drop that other yacht from a helicopter. I think it's <laughs> oh, so it's a heli yacht. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's not even using the water anymore. It's just a it's just a projectile at this point. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, it's, it's a very uh, it's very pointed at the the well uh, well to do and well organized so far, Jordan. Um, very pointed. Very pointed. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, I've got I've got your reputation. It feels like 
uh, <laughs> we could. Well, I forgot that this was a comedy podcast, and I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. Well, let's no, hear your let's, have... let's hear your uh, your NOI that's going to make us all sad yet again. Yeah. Well, it, you know, here we. I <laughs> I did. Uh, I didn't. I tried to get out of the sadness, but uh, NOI stands for uh, next orphan year. <laughs> so, the next time the oligarchs decide to wage war on the people or rather to escalate the current never-ending, some would say eternal conflict between the few and the many by imposing an arbitrary constraint upon your livelihood, ability ability to assemble in public for any common purpose, whatever, uh, lest you be accused of perhaps killing a family member. Uh, And they will. Don't be caught off guard and unprepared. (laughs) The next orphan year will soon be a regular tradition. Plan accordingly. It'll be your chance to get ripped or get fat, to read books or consume all the drugs you've been putting off, taking, and enter that sweet, sweet oblivion. Don't let a return to normalcy keep you from planning for the next time. It'll be soon. (laughs) so um if anything this last year has maybe uh given some of us a more pessimistic outlook on (laughs) on life in general money in particular those who have it those uh uh, yeah um all right well (laughs) Uh, I've been putting off so many drugs. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. You really shouldn't anymore. <laughs> the problem is I do the drugs and then I try to read the books, but then all the words slide off the page. And... That's it. Oh, that is... They start running have... away from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to find that sweet spot. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Everybody. All right, everybody. <laughs> we are on a rocket sled <laughs> to, to bathtub nap time uh <laughs> all right uh everybody you know what if you want to pause the episode and just uh, you know put all of the sharp objects in something with a lock uh <laughs> and then you know give the key to someone you trust uh segment two. Oh, this couldn't possibly be dark uh <laughs> it will it's bulletin board Uh, Need to share semi-important information, but don't want to stand in a central agreed-upon meeting spot to inform people as they come around about said thing? Sounds like you could use a bulletin board, because that's what they do. And in bulletin board, we ask you to imagine three things each. Uh, Three, parentheses three. You know what? You don't need to know how it's spelled. Uh, (laughs) That you might find on a bulletin board hung in the break room of a specific location. In this case, Justice League headquarters, the Hall of Justice. So we'll go one at a time, around the horn, one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. Let's hear your <laughs> your items on the bulletin board of the break room of the Hall of Justice. It's always a mouthful to reset every time, but uh, I do it for you. So, Chris, let's hear your first item on the Hall of Justice break room bulletin board. All right. Memo headline. Martian Manhunters, Mindful Meditation Mondays. 
<laughs> we see a bright flyer with clip art yoga folks and stars and galaxies scattered across attempting to look fun. Are the battles and troubles of Earth One affecting your inner peace? Take it from the victim of a war on Mars. Sometimes you need to take a break. At Martian Manhunter's Mindful Meditation Mondays, mm. we will take a larger galactic view of your problems okay. and include some ancient Martian breathing techniques and stretches that will make you feel out of this world. Sincerely, your friend, old Johnny Jones. <laughs> oh, I, I enjoyed the brace for the run-up every time that was <laughs> Martian Manhunter's Meditation Mondays. <laughs> I did it to myself, so you know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be prepared for a, a mouthful of words like that. <laughs> uh, Max, let's hear your first item on the bulletin board of the Hall of Justice. Absolutely, on a piece of Wayne Corp stationery. Roommate needed for animal-related super cave. Must be cool with late-night computer key tapping, alarmingly young male wards who also happen to be acrobats, extremely old men serving on hand and foot day and night, and also violence inflicted by a billionaire. Rent is $75,000 a month plus utilities. Contact Alfred at secrethqrental.wayne.biz. Hashtag Blue Lives Matter. Oh, I mean, it's sad that they got to start <laughs> subletting, bringing in a roommate. That's, I mean, gentrification, I think. Yeah, yeah. Of, you know, by him, but still. <laughs> yeah. And also affects him. <laughs> Self inflicted gentrification. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame to see. Yeah. You don't expect it to backfire on you. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, item one on the Hall of Justice break room billboard. Right. On a uh, lime green piece of paper uh, in courier font, size 14, mm -hmm. the words, uh, reminder, followed by three exclamation points. Uh, bathrooms on the first, second, and third floors are for original founding members only. <laughs> Specifically looking at you, Supergirl, Power Girl, Star Girl, not sexist rule, this also applies to you, plastic man, elongated man, hawk man, element man, etc. Et al. Do not leave your droppings in any form on any of the first floor restrooms. Man, all, all three <laughs> floors one through three, all of the bathrooms. For the original seven? What is going... That's... Come on. That seems excessive. <laughs> Assuming we're talking about seven... You know what? Uh, depending on which uh, history we... Uh, all, right. <laughs> all right. Not sexist, guys. Uh, <laughs> we don't like the stretchy ones either. All right. Uh, <laughs> Elongated man. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Google Sounds like Plastic Man after he gets excited. Hey! Yeah, uh... Alright. <laughs> uh, Chris, item two, second time around the horn, item two, bulletin board, Justice League, Hall of Justice. Memo headline, Martian Manhunter's Midday Movie Marathon Madness. 
Another bright flyer with clip art film reels and director chairs against scattered, scattered like confetti. It's your friend, Detective John Jones, asking again, fellow heroes of the hall, your suggestions for film directors for my midday movie Marathons of Madness. I feel this is the best way to learn your culture by digesting relevant films that have shaped the mainstream consciousness. Below the text, we see lines and room to add suggestions. First, Clark Kent, Lee Sholm, Richard Donner, Brian Singer. Next is Bruce, Tim Burton, Christopher Nolan. That's it. Vic Stone. No one said Zack Schneider? For you guys, yeah, I guess that's fair. At the bottom, we find a note. I know you have, many have suggested I put one extended cut of a particular film, and someday I will acquiesce to this request. But today is not that day. Tomorrow does not look good either. It's four hours, and you know it. <clears throat> oh, I'm just... I'm just... <laughs> I'm feeling bad because it feels <laughs> it feels like uh John is really just trying to make connections and it's just it's just Not too working. hard. Yeah. He's he's trying to he's get the trying. meditation, trying to get the movies. Come on guys, hang out with he, me. Spent some time in a break room somewhere and said, This is what I've seen. I'm gonna connect my fellow coworkers. He's <laughs> trying so hard, which uh, I mean that might repel some just pump just just ease off, John. Is he Martian? Or is he, does he hunt Martians? <laughs> well, <clears throat> you're both right. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can a man be from Mars? Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody think about that when you yeah. try to go to sleep tonight. That's, that's going to be the third post from Chris for uh, the Martian Manhunter book club. <laughs> I'm going to do some click-clack typing right now. Just real <laughs> Just quick. give me a second. Go ahead and mute that. We'll be back to you in a round. Uh, <laughs> Max, let's hear your second uh, Just League uh, bulletin board. Yeah. Uh, on a, a black and white punk rock flyer, join us Wednesday for a battle of the bands featuring the Green Lantern Blues Players, Lil Swamp Thing and DJ Jazzy Hawkman, the Martian Manhunter Volta, the Flash playing nine instruments at one time, and Aquaman's sultry Atlantis singers. The winner gets to etch their band logo into the moon, and Lex Luthor has said, you can kill Weezer and it's fine. Sign up today. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, and again, Manhunter's all over the place. He just wants to connect with you guys. <laughs> He's a decent. He's decent. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, didn't think about it, but now it's all I can think about. Obviously, uh, flat, <laughs> Flash playing seven instruments at a time. Obviously, <laughs> kind of unfair. Yeah. He's one overachiever. Man. <laughs> That's such a, a visual. I love it. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> so we're to Jordan with your second of three items on the Hall of Justice break room bulletin board. On a laminated eight and a half by 11 fuchsia piece of paper in Times Roman font. <laughs> you know, different size to the headers, like 18. Sure. There is a dress code. <laughs> One, suits must be skin tight. No. 
in parentheses. This means ass cheeks clearly distinguished, <laughs> visible. <laughs> Two, mask should cover the nose and above, not the mouth. You are immune to most human viruses, <laughs> most of you. Three, support and reveal, ladies. That means perky, out and forward. Show those charms. Men, that means cod pieces that come and flaunt that junk. Oh, no. Is it? Does it? Oh, is it not? That's the end. Of, this oh. is it. <laughs> Damn it. Now it's left because I was trying to think the whole time who's who uh, who posted that. Oh, fuchsia and laminated with tantalizing clues. Fuchsia and laminated. Sound off in the chat. <laughs> Sorry, that's not my job. <laughs> I mean, I was already leaning towards elongated man, but I don't know. It could be somebody. <laughs> else. It could be somebody else. That's a stretch. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, who is making sure that all buttocks are clearly defined? All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna be left to uh, to wonder. <laughs> uh, let's wrap up the bulletin board, Chris, with your third of three on the break room, uh, the just uh, the Hall of Justice break room bulletin board. Written on a piece of paper that is handwritten, clearly in distress and slightly wet. I know I can only turn into forms of water. I know it. Leaving ice cube trays and buckets and rubber duckies on my bunk is fucking rude. It hurts. I am trying my best. I know my sister can turn into a freaking dinosaur or an ape. Meh. So cool. But she's not always the best. Remember when she turned into a serpent and had legs? That was incredibly stupid and ill-informed. No one bugs her about it. I turned into a damn lake once. A whole lake. That's a damn near force of nature leave me alone <laughs> sure i don't have super strength or anything else but i brought my monkey you would have no way to end your adventures sure my sister lured gleek to us by turning into the aforementioned ape but he was damn thirsty you know you think helped then huh i did so knock it off sincerely jan p.s i mean it with the stuff on my bunk <laughs> yeah that's that's a deep cut i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> oh no no i enjoy it um that is that who is a little that? i have no idea who that was it's from uh, the, uh, the, the wonder, wonder twins, twins. Yeah. yeah one of them they can turn into like things is that right it's animals that's right animals well, yeah. one one can turn to basically anything the other one can only turn into forms of water yeah and every time it's like i'm gonna be an ice Crowbar <laughs> or an ice ladder. Like yeah. just turn into a ladder. Why are you so pathetic? Why is it so sad? I watched 17 minutes of highlights of them transforming into stuff to write this bit. So I at least get credit there. If that it was funny, commitment. I don't know, but I did my homework. That is so uh, yeah. that is commitment to Seems like you're real NOI based on oh, your definition. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that was written. That was written about me. You don't. You don't know. I'm part of the club. <laughs> oh, a good old Super Friends deep cut. Always appreciated. <laughs> Form of water. Carry me. Carry me in a bucket. Carry me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, Max, your third uh, break. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> Hall of Justice break room bulletin board <laughs> item. I did it to myself too. I think this it has a, a similar energy. So um, okay. it's written on a, a, a piece of beautiful lambskin in a golden, uh, beautiful hand. Okay. It says, lost, invisible jet. <laughs> okay, look, this is not funny, you assholes. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's okay to throw it wherever when you bump into it. The last time this happened, it took me four months to figure out you just move it three spaces over as a prank. I will whip the living shit out of you adolescent male prankster motherfuckers. I am a daughter of the gods. Diana. <laughs> All right. Yes, I fought in World War One. What did you ever do? <laughs> Technically, sort of greatest generation, uh, uh, <laughs> greater than greatest, <laughs> even the greatest, first greatest generation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so two, <laughs> two technically <laughs> super friends deep cuts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sure, Invisible Jet shows up other places, but it, I think it, I think it originated in show super up anywhere. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, oh, oh god damn it! Does she have one in the movies? In the I last one. Oh, oh, did really? she have it in, in 84? Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you see her when she's in it? Uh, that was yes. the thing That was the thing in the Super Friends show. She was flying around just in a seated position. You could see her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody missed out. <laughs> By not being old. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we sold it with Invisible Jet and Bucket of Water. Yeah, they really want to go back and watch it now, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, Jordan, let's wrap up <laughs> the bulletin board's final piece on the Hall of Justice break room. Bulletin board, go. All right. In a, uh, on a half sheet of binder paper scrawled in blue uh, ink are the words. Uh, Do not answer the phone, followed by multiple exclamation points. <laughs> Wait for the answering machine. <laughs> Remember, any calls from any legal office about pending or potential litigation is irrelevant, underlined multiple times. <laughs> Remember, we are the law. There is no litigation, except insofar as we make whichever human law conform to our own wishes. We are gods among men, as they are men amidst beasts. If plumber calls... Answer transfer to Red Tornado. He is responsible for mess in Crapper of Justice. Damn. <laughs> oh man, nobody wants to think about the mess left by Red Tornado. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that was wonderful. That was segment two. That was bulletin board. Moving quickly on to segment three before we lose everybody that joined us. It's recipes. <laughs> <laughs> it's recipes. One of our favorite new segments. None of us are who we are today without taking a little pinch of this and a heap and dash of that from our personal experiences over the years. So, in the spirit of snips and snails and puppy dog tails being what little boys are made of and sugar and spice and everything nice being what little girls are made of, why not tell me what other things are made of by giving me the recipe for these other various stuffs and things? Chris, <laughs> let's hear your recipe for that guy who always wants to arm wrestle. 
Now, I imagine this is a YouTube cooking show, mm-hmm. um, so be prepared for my change of tone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome again to Bidging with Babish. Today, we're going to tackle a basic arm wrestling obsessed man that you may find at your local dive bar, family gathering, or get together with quasi friends from your hometown because you're home for the holidays. <laughs> we, stare, we start where you would expect with some muscle. Now, I want to be clear, it does not have to be a huge amount of muscle, just more than your average Joe. It just has to be large enough to hold the ego and other various ingredients. And it does not have to be lean. In fact, a little bit of flab that used to be muscle in high school is ideal. Next, you're going to have to remove any knowledge of current events, entertainment, or above average social skills. You're going to want to cut all that out before continuing. Anything verbal that could be used as social lubricant, you want that as dry as possible. Also, any small talk or dumb jokes, the recipe will not properly rise to the challenge if left in. Third, you want to drown the whole thing in alcohol. It helps if you use cheaper alcohol. You want to be able to smell the steel reserve or perhaps blue ribbon on the breath. Uh, it helps affect the nostrils and activate your fight or flight reaction to physical confrontation. Next and most important, you need a huge helping of testosterone. I'd use almost a whole cup. It has to be enough to where Xbox controllers and flat screens quake in fear at a lost Call of Duty match. The amount of testosterone that still believes negging is the only kind of flirting. The amount of testosterone that has on multiple occasions used the disgusting term feminazi for a woman who has spurned advances. You know, the normal harmful patriarchal amount. One cup. (laughs) Once the ingredients are mixed... You must let them set on medium heat until all inhibitions are and better judgments are burned off. Then you can add a dash of boredom. Next, let the mixture breathe long enough to realize it may go home alone. If done right, you'll begin to hear grunts and the concoction begins to bubble with conflict. Now, you want to cool the conflict so it will not overflow into a fight. If done right, the whole thing will roll over into a table and shouts of challenge will begin to emerge. Um, Mmm, doesn't that sound good? <laughs> Lastly, add a garnish. An old Ed Hardy t-shirt or a simple black v-neck will complement nicely. <laughs> if you have a bit more flab involved, I would recommend an outdated sports jersey or other clothing harkening back to the past. Thank you again for joining us. Let us know in the comments how much your girlfriend hated the whole dish. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, just a uh, wonderful guy who always wants to arm wrestle. Oh, and you can be sure that his seat covers in the car out in the parking lot are his old football jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, thank you, Chris. Uh, Max, let, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's hear, uh, just, you know what, just as, as intricate, just as, uh, delicate, Let's hear your recipe for uh, a resume for a job you're not qualified for. Absolutely. What's up? I'm celebrity party chef Live Flagrante, and today we're <laughs> going to discuss something that's a central part of any man's recipe resume. That is getting a job you're not qualified for. You're going to start by accruing four quarts of ambition that you don't deserve over your early life. You're going to let that simmer at a low, angry boil through your early 20s. At that point, add a pinch of salt, cardamom, and resentment. 
then we're going to want to stir in a cup of outright lies. Now, let the lies soften up so they seem believable. Then you're going to want to dice and mix your career experience. Add your career experience just a little bit at a time because you want to be careful to keep it vague and believable. Let it all stew until it seems believable. Then you want to drain the water and see if they bought it. If not, don't worry. Just sprinkle with other coworkers' accomplishments to your own taste. Plate with a suit, tie, and white skin for best effect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, and, uh, I mean, so good I had to write it down just so I didn't uh, forget it. One of uh, one of my favorite names in all eight years that we've been doing the show, Lie Flagrante. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose to spell it L-Y-E for extra flair. Uh, <laughs> Austic. <laughs> oh, so good. Thank you, Max. Jordan, let's wrap up our recipe sesh with, <laughs> with your recipe for your first apartment. That was amazing. I can't uh, follow that. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I spent most of the time just making a list of building materials, <laughs> but I'm not going to read that for you. I will spare you. My first apartment, two parts sadness, one part despair, <laughs> one part virginity, Three cups cat litter. Eight quarts passive-aggressive roommates. Two liters fluorescent kitchen bulb. One dark hallway. Six slamming doors and thumping upstairs neighbors. One Dell desktop computer with CD disc burner on the floor. One sprained ankle on a snowy hill. One French boyfriend living with the girl in the yellow room. 25 parts toast wood, toaster crumbles. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Just making sure. That is not enough cat litter. <laughs> That's the only trouble I have with that. You know, there's a well, how big's the cat? <laughs> the volume wasn't, yeah. The measurement is not enough. You need to keep it. I mean, when, when you close it out. I mean distributed. Distributed is <laughs> sure. through the air. Just, throw, just, you throw it into the, the white plastic fan and it just... Poof. Yeah, a bo- just a throw into box fan in corner of living room. Uh, <laughs> It was the it was the twenty five parts. That's a lot of toaster crumbles. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you got that many rooms, you got that many people using the toaster. Nobody ever cleans that out. Nobody. Uh, it it gets thrown Especially away. Especially not the French boyfriend. Well, yeah, so many baguettes reheated in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, nobody cleans toasters. They throw it out when they move to the next apartment and buy another $10 toaster. That's just, (laughs) (laughs) that's toaster math. All right, uh, (laughs) that gets us to segment four. Oh, okay. It's right and angry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Segment four. (laughs) It's right and angry poem about it. Sorry, I was very choked up by the idea. 
Uh, for a second, I thought we might go lighter, but then I remembered poetry, sure, but angry with this group. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> poetry. It makes stuff sound important and classy. Even angry stuff. Kind of especially angry stuff. So then, please write an angry poem about the following topics. Starting off with Chris. Let's hear your angry poem about parks. Parks. Amusement. Central. Water. State. Car. Whatever it is, please keep them far. Full of people and their snotty kids. Covered in Rona. Trash and jizz. A park in the dark? Now that is a lark. You'll probably be stabbed and that leaves a mark. You'll be asked to buy ice cream, whichever it is. Did I already mention it's covered in jizz? Mm -hmm. If you're perfectly healthy, you may make a case. If not, allergies will descend and hate fuck your face. I'm sorry if I offend and you think I'm a punk, but I have to mention once more, parks are entirely spunk. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I mean, uh, a couple years ago, they did they did shut down the casual encounters on Craigslist, but that doesn't mean parks aren't still... <laughs> A jizz meetup spot. All right, uh, you know what? <laughs> Let's move on. Um, Chris decided to incorporate it into his own, but Max, let's hear your angry poem about larks. Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> the lark departs on winged breast and flits anon out to the west. Well, my dumbass can't fly at all. The lark she dips in dreams and cause. A lark is better than a man. A lark's a bird we all should stand. And isn't it weird that we all use that term from a really fucked up Eminem song all the time now? The lark just stares like it doesn't even know who the fuck Eminem is. Slim Shady, you asshole, I scream, he's a man. But the lark just pretends that it can't understand. If you ask me, that lark is just a goddamn pedophile. If you need me, I'll be at home re-watching Hate Mile. <laughs> Thank you, Max, for ever changing uh, how I'll view larks uh, <laughs> moving forward. Didn't think about that. Now it's all I can think about. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> let's wind up a uh, segment for real quick. Uh, your angry poem about sparks. You see, it was a thing that, okay. Sparks. I just I started too hot on this one, so there you go. Sparks. Whore of metal and air. Metaphor for self, self-indulgent instigator of conflagration. Mere show of energy spent, exhausted in extravagant display. Sign of love, nay, sign of doom. Modern baroquely rational crime of instability hidden beneath magnesium tinder and flint, in electrode, dynamo, and static air. Be gone! Show not your insidious face, or tempt my pipe, plug, or pot. No, no ode is your worth. Gone in an instant, too soon to hear just recrimination, yet endlessly showering forth in rapid display from carbide, chemical cookery, metal frisson, you will persist in your breath-cooking, eye-gouging business, ever new, ever stupid, 
long after there are breathers of air or watchers of spectacle, poor spectacle of vanity. God damn it. Oh. Oh. Every time, every time, Jordan, every time your poems make me feel stupider and stupider. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, just that, that it's that was poetic and evocative. Uh, <laughs> well, angry T.S. Eliot. Man. Oh, so much. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So, so many ways to express the expression of a spark. All right. Uh, that gets us right away to segment five. I mean, I say right away. It's been 40 minutes. You know what? That's a great pace. <laughs> segment five. It's Department of Tourism. Things are opening up all over. Just because. Should they? Not for me to answer. The important thing is they is. So... People are getting out into the world and need places to go. That's where you come in as the newly appointed tourism directors of the following towns. Explain to us why we should want to venture out into the world and make your wear our specific destination to visit or put down roots. Christopher! Uh, <laughs> let's hear your tourism guide to Carefree Sylvania. Carefree Sylvania. <laughs> Want to get away? No matter where you've lived in the last year, it's been a tough one. Deadly viruses, police brutality, and the insurrections are all very stressful and have affected every inch of our once great country. Well, almost every <laughs> inch. Wink. Welcome to Carefree Sylvania, where you can live in peace. In Carefree Sylvania, we don't care who the president is what's going on in China, or that what science doctor man says. Why? Because we're here. We don't give a fuck. How, you might ask? Well, it's simple. We're the human equivalents of the ostriches with our heads in the sand. We provide free cable and internet to all our residents. The catch? We filter any info that might be true or upset you. It's an echo chamber of peace devoid of opinions at all unless you agree with them and we're never worn masks how delightful <laughs> <laughs> who could live in carefree sylvania you might ask well anyone if you're willing to lobotomize your warning mechanisms that are telling you that the world is on fire and hope is a tiny speck on the horizon that you're narrowly forgetting what it even looked like and wouldn't know if you saw it because in the past you thought you had and you were so wrong. You were so wrong. Who does live in carefree Sylvania? Right now, only small children, the rich, and Nazis. Because fucking Nazis seem to be having a moment right now and no longer worry about the need to hide in the shadows like the roaches they are. And yes, of course we should be concerned to have small children living so close to Nazis. But hey, it's Carefree Sylvania, so you get it. I can tell you're already dying to get here. Well, that's one way. But we bet you'd like to get here without all that mess. Honestly, I'd love to tell you how. We've all been living in give too many shitsville, and I'm not sure how to get here. I have no idea how to get here. Not a fucking clue. 
I'd love to, you know, I'd love to be here, but I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> so come on down to Carefree Sylvania, where the world is still on fire, but we don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I'd like to pack up and move out of Give Too Many Shitsville. Uh, <laughs> but what do we do? Oh, Chris, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Wonderful first time with us. Chris Miller, how can folk enjoy you out in the world outside of the confines of this very one specific episode of the Stab Show? Well, uh, Instagram is still my, my easiest mode of uh, transporting my ideas, thoughts, mm -hmm. and face to the masses. <laughs> um, that is at uh, Chris J. Miller Actor um, at Instagram. So come see me there. I did have a web series that was ready to uh, be uh, released right before this awful pandemic. Um, and you know, the world has other plans. So uh, you'll see things soon. Well, <laughs> hope to see that soon. Because, uh, yeah, you know, it would be impossible to release a web series uh, while everyone is locked at home looking for content. <laughs> That's madness. <laughs> Uh, well, the the trouble was it was about organized sports, and it just made all of us sad that we can't uh, go watch or see anything. It felt all right. Weird, so. All right. We, so uh, I know. So I, I left on a downer note. You started with kittens, and now we're here and <laughs> screaming about Nazis and well, organized sports. It's even it's even worse that you were <laughs> you were trying to come for the rock and ballers in your web series. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's not come after. Uh, uh, the 47th president of these United <laughs> States. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Chris. So happy to have you. Oh, why did I wait so long? Because I didn't realize. Uh, that's why we're reeling in all these people that we've missed so much. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Max, Thanks, let's hear your um, tourism guide to... <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, this one was... Uh, this is the most uh, blatantly... Uh, sort of served up for Alyssa, but you know what? I believe in you, uh, especially since you said you took it in a much different direction. I'm looking forward to it. Let's hear your guide to Ground and Pound Town. Ground and Pound Town. You're tired. You're exhausted. Let's face it. You're a parent who made the mistake of having a child. Whoops. You shouldn't have done it. Big mistake, idiot. But now you can come to a place that understands you. You're ready to travel again. And are you tired of destinations that you can't enjoy as a parent because you're spending all your time with the kid that is your mistake? We've got you covered. At Ground and Pound Town, or GNPT, or we're a fully age-segregated community that, much like Law & Order, has two different and equally important parts. Ground Town is, of course, for your unruly kids. No distractions, no fun, no internet even. Meanwhile, across the soundproof fuck gulch is Pound Town, a libidinous treasure trove for the married couple that has only one rule. The only god here is pleasure. Never worry about your shitty snots because they're not having fun, so don't worry about it. Ground Town sucks. It's like the book Holes, but it's also like Shia LaBeouf's career now. Bleak. Speaking of bleak, you'll be greased like a goddamn freak who's a Greek over at Pound Town, where, you're, where your only child is the guy dressed like a baby, because that's his thing. Speaking of things, you've never seen so many so quickly, and that's the Pound Town guarantee. 
So parents, sign up today. The more kids you have, the more of them we can cram into ground town and the less fun it'll be. So you get a discount. Ground and pound town, we're gnoops. You can come here to have sex because you're a parent. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's uh, your, <laughs> book your reservations today. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna fill up after a year of, of homeschooling. Uh <laughs> <laughs> or distance I don't know uh, <laughs> thank you Max oh so glad to have you forced upon us <laughs> <laughs> no no so happy to have you uh, among the, uh, the, the the great talent pool that that is DC that we're being introduced to uh, via Alyssa so many fun people thank you Max where can folk find and enjoy you uh out in the interwebs yeah uh instagram also similarly easy for me although i make it harder because my handle is my name spelled backwards so enjoy that logic logic puzzle it's zam nose flow <laughs> max wilson backwards um so yeah follow me there and i'm also as we said before part of the midnight gardeners league which is a dc-based sketch group and we do video stuff and audio stuff and lots of dumb stuff so um yeah midnight gardeners on instagram and at I think it's at 12 a.m. Gardeners on Twitter. Um, and we have a Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash Midnight Gardeners. Oh, so sure. earlier today, we did we do a comedy happy hour where we play some video sketches and hang out and have a beer or whatever and shoot the shit. So well. hang out with that, check out the Midnight Gardeners. And we're going to put out a podcast soon, but it's not out yet. So like Chris's web series, enjoy the tease. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I spell that wrong? It's Midnight Gardeners on Twitch, yes? Midnight Gardner's comedy. Oh, Sorry. Twitch.tv, yes. Okay, there Sorry. it is. Midnight Gardner's comedy. Check it out. Thank you, Max. So much fun. Happy to have you guys. Uh, well, you and the Midnight Gardner's in general. Uh, maybe we'll run. We'll just run through the, the roster. Maybe we'll just get, get you all in here. Uh, Jordan, let's wrap up this episode of Stab. <laughs> oh, no. I gave this to you specifically. I'm so looking forward to uh let's hear your tourism guide. I have to run up to this like a like a Martian manhunter gathering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's it's hear the same your... old shtick, man. It doesn't do whatever. It's the same. <laughs> but it's your same, same old shtick is delicious. Let's hear your guide to Bibliographadelphia. That's a good name. Uh yeah. Um So this is from a brochure with the title, uh, Toward a New Bibliographic Civilization. A society based on bibliographic records might seem like a far-off utopia, yet there's a community here that's already creating it, uh, and with a booming economy. Citation. And there's the citation. Uh, and then from the, from the text. The ponderous rigidity of Dictionary Town has surely got you down. Or maybe the Oxbridge cronyism of 19th century industrialists of Encyclopediopolis has got you tired. So come on down to Bibliographadelphia. Books, brother, we got them. Come visit the Hall of Citations. It's not what you think. We have lists. 
And we have ledgers. We have lists of ledgers. And we have ledgers of lists. We have lists of lists. Ledgers of ledgers. Lists of ledgers of lists and ledgers of lists of ledgers. L late folks, we got it all. And all well cited. New citations every day. We have an exploding economy of citations. Books citing metacitational works daily. Books and or metacitational economy also booming. You want a citation? Come on down. We don't give publishers the power to decide what gets published. No, we have evolved beyond such economic capitalist concerns. We give bibliographers the power to decide what is published and what is more beautiful than a society based on bibliographic records. <laughs> Come to the building that is the book of all books. This book has the power to contain all books and meta books in it. It is the book of all books. This is a supreme human accomplishment. All books are cited in this book and it is cited in all books. And coming soon, a new meta hall of book of books. It is a superior human accomplishment. Please come visit. This is not a bit of leisure domain. <laughs> Don't mind the perennial fire uh, in the lower precincts. We are definitely not burning books to uh, sustain the phony economy of meta-informatics. Come on down. We've, we've got it. Take Route 1 past the source to stand. If you've gone to lexicographonia, you've gone too far. God damn it. Oh. I feel like I just watched Karl Marx read the Communist Manifesto for the first time. I think yes. it's gonna set the world on fire. That's incredible. Oh, Jordan oh. Gannon. Hold on, I gotta gather myself. Uh, that's Bibli <laughs> It hurts. It's so good. It hurts. <laughs> Bibliographadelphia, <laughs> and that was the Stab Show. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, everybody, and especially thank you to tonight's amazing panel: Max Wolfson, Chris Miller. Jordan Gannon. Oh, boy. If you enjoyed tonight's show, odds are you'll want to immerse yourself in the other 262 episodes of The Stab Show, available wherever you get your podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podknife. Or, if you want to catch these episodes live as they happen, just tune in to Stab Comedy Theater TV, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook Live. That's all we got for you tonight, folks. I've been your host, Jesse Jones, reminding you that there's probably somebody out there saying something nice about you right now. There. Didn't that feel good to think about? Good night.